Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, Senate Bill 2145 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop Senate Bill 2145. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. <laughs> that girl right, laughing today. It. She's talking. I love her already. <laughs> uh, uh, I know she's ready to roll. On In a Mississippi Minute is a lady I met many moons ago at the Murray Brothers charity event. It was the very end. We were having breakfast. It's like she flew in the room full of energy and bounce. We started talking. It was like we knew each other our whole lives. She's a great actress, producer, and most important, a mom, and is an Oklahoma gem. We're going to talk about her times growing up. Please welcome, I call her Tavi, Paula Tricky. (laughs) Hey, Zara, how you doing? I'm good. What's going on? Uh, Not much. I'm actually uh, gearing up to make a little move. I know. That's what I hear. So so for people that know, Paula came from Oklahoma. She spent how many years in Los Angeles? 32 years. I think I've done my time. Yeah, you've done your time. I think it's time to get back to the South. I'm gearing up to move to Atlanta. There's a lot of work for me there. I'm ready to get back to kind of my Southern roots. Yeah. Uh, Real people and uh, people that say, how you doing? And Mina opened doors for you and... I can start producing movies there. I'm starting a production company in uh, in Atlanta here, you know, before, you know, this first year, the first of this year. Paula, so you're moving to Atlanta. Um, a lot yes. of people, a lot of people are, and um, a lot of people in the yes. entertainment business, it seems like a, a vibrant community. Uh, they seem to be doing all the right things. I know our state uh, has spent time trying to lure filmmakers and actors here. Louisiana's done it. Atlanta's hot, right? Yeah. Atlanta is hotter than L.A., I mean, all the Marvel stuff is shot there, and you've got such a great tax incentive there. It's it's 40%, 35-40%, and it depends upon what content, and, you know, if you've got, if you've got music being made there, etc. It's a no-brainer. I'm going there knowing I'm making the right decision. Well, you know, here's the thing. You know, I've got a million friends here, and I and I love it here. And But, you know, it's our traveling band of idiots that it's yeah. like you, and it's, you know, it's Dan Tominsky, it's Ira, it's the Murrays, it's it's the 
Gomez's. It's, it's yeah. you know, it's all these guys that make us like a little family. Valentine, Gary Valentine. Yeah, the Fears, the Mac, and, everybody, man. We got such Mac a great group, don't everybody. we? And so, you know, I look, I look down at my phone when I decide to send out dirty memes and I go, no one lives in California. I'm yeah. sending it to Mississippi, <laughs> South Carolina. That's oh, that's New true. York. That's true. Yeah. So, so it's, I mean, it's know, all right. Atlanta's a nice little hub where I can go anywhere, but I'll be closer to you guys. I'll be closer to, you know, making movies the way I want to make them and not be tainted by Hollywood. Let's talk and about that. I want to talk about that because when I move, right. when I move back uh, to my roots, uh, I uh, really embraced uh, not thinking about anything, but just doing what's right for the particular project. You know what I mean? I exactly. went, went, right. went, in Nashville, I had to I had to do certain things to live in a box, and it, I, I figured it out. But the bottom line was, it always sort of uh, put a damper on things. You know what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. so moving to Atlanta, t- t- explain further in making movies. How is it going to free you up? Well, it's, that's exactly what it's going to do. It's going to free me up. I'm going to have control, uh, uh, total control over it. And, you know, I, if I can get some investors to do certain things and then start, you know, I was hoping Strack would be there so I could work with him. That's a yeah. bummer. <laughs> but um, but you get to do your own thing without having Big Brother looking over your shoulder saying you can't do this, or Big Brother being the studios or right. being whatever. You make, your, you make your independent movie the way you want to make it, and then you sell it. You don't listen to them. You don't, you know, you don't start listening to them. You do it on your own. So there's all these is, ways now to get it out there, right? Oh, my gosh. With social media, with, I mean, you could shoot a sizzle reel, which is just, you know, 10 minutes of a movie, and you can get it, uh, get a distribution company to, to sell it for you. Right. But, you know, I think uh, the freedom, and then you're going to have people that want to work. You know, I worked on a show out, out here in L.A. called The O.C., Right. And uh, I've never seen kids that never wanted to work so much and want to be famous at the same time. And it ended up canceling the show. And you get to you get to Atlanta. These people are hungry to work and they're excited to work. And I shot a movie in Oklahoma last year. We had the best crew that you would think they were from L.A., but they were humble and sweet. And right. they were more professional than the L.A. crew. Um, I had great uh, local hires that just stole the show they were getting the reviews they probably I mean, was, weren't were they probably weren't looking at the clock union clock right either too right you can just sort of no go, they weren't they, yeah no but they, they they all did it and they all had a good time and everybody bonded immediately and it they were not looking at the union clock i mean the union would show up and i'm like we're good you know and yeah. trying to get them off the set <laughs> so we could get some work done but you know they always have to they have to send a representative anyway just to slap their wings and you know, yeah, we'd always get our bus driver. driver. We'd get him to drive an extra three or four hours, and t- don't, don't tell anybody, you know, because there was a law, a law that he had to, you know, drive only a certain amount and stop. And I'm confessing now because the statute of limitations, I think, is over. So anyway, I'm good. <laughs> anyway, all right, but okay. So Paula, so let's talk about yeah. first of all the film that you just made, uh, that you chose Joe Don Rooney from Rascal Flats instead of me as your lead, only because he's probably <laughs> from Oklahoma, but I still don't care. Uh, yeah. let, now let's well, talk about it. I love Joe Oklahoma content, and um, I think he's much younger than you. <laughs> no, he's not I'm much. Kidding. He is not much younger I'm than kidding. me. All right, no, but we ca- we came out together, but he was younger. I'd I'd convinced everybody I was no, ten years no, younger. They, you I know, they, they kind of had him in their thoughts anyway. To, yeah, of to course. Hiram, the director, and then we we also brought in his wife Tiffany, who right. is God, the most beautiful creature on the planet. If you look at her, you you just can't believe she exists. She's so beautiful. And um, so we had Joe Don, we had Bo Derek yeah. from 10 in our movie. 
So you can see you riding in on that horse right now. Okay, I got to take you know a break. What? No, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm just joking. I love Bo. What do you mean? <laughs> he was, was only in that movie like 11 minutes total. Yeah, it's all right. And and or 10 or 11 minutes. Well, I mean, 10 would I make the most sense. From her. You know, but right, right, but 11. exactly, right. Yeah. Inside. Yeah, but, you know, we, we filmed it. We had Shelley Long in it. We had uh, uh, Sierra McCormick. We had Brighton Charbino. And Did Chris Rich? On, Chris do it? Chris, oh, yeah. Christopher Rich was on it from Reba. Yeah. Brighton was on Walking Dead. Wow. And um, she loved Atlanta. So that was a little advice for me there from a young young girl and her grandparents and parents. But, um, but yeah, we, uh, we shot a Christmas movie. It was called, uh, it was started out as a Southern Christmas. And then I kept saying, uh, I don't think Oklahoma is the South. It's not the Midwest. They're like, what is it? And I go, it's the Heartland. Exactly. And so, so they end up changing the name to Christmas in the Heartland. Love it. So, you know, because no, I mean, it's just what it is. It's the Heartland because people in Oklahoma, and you'll know this, you know, being from the South, not so much LA because, you know, they hire everybody. They don't know righty tighty, lefty loosey. They can't fix anything. Screwing it like bub, kill a bug, any of that. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, what we're used to in Oklahoma is, tornadoes and things getting torn up yeah. and then us rebuilding personally rebuilding You're right so you know that's 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 why they call it the heartland because we all come together in times of trouble and we get we get trouble i yeah. mean we've, we've had a lot of trouble we've had that bombing we've had a lot of, a lot of tornadoes we've right had, you know a lot of stuff going on and so the heartland is all of us coming together and you know even garth brooks has a song you know it's a what does it say? George Strait, a song about the heartland, and it's Oklahoma. Right. Well, he was the move, the movie that he did years ago. We were yeah. talking to the great Paula Tricky, incredible actress, producer. You're in a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. We're going to continue talking about Christmas in the Heartlands. We'll be right back. Cause she's still there and life ain't there and this road goes on. Folks, in the market for new pillows, I'd like to tell you about who I believe strongly is the best pillow manufacturer made right here in the USA. My friends at Beds by Design and their amazing Omni Pillow. The Omni Pillow is made with a copper infused fabric and they use high quality fabric. The copper has been known to be antifungal, antibacterial, and good for the skin. The OmniFlow is the foam in the inside. Designed by their veteran team, the OmniFlow is a one-of-a-kind product that is unlike any other material. It is a patent material that adjusts as the weight is applied. They combine that with responsive temperature control that regulates your body temperature as you sleep. OmniPillow has a 100-day return policy. And listen to this. They'll donate a pillow to someone in need every time you purchase one. Their goal? To give away 1 million pillows. It also comes with a stress cube that sells for 10 bucks. Give yourself a much-deserved life's rest. Go to OmniPillow.com. That's OmniPillow.com. Enter promo code Steve Azar and receive 20% off with free shipping. You won't regret it. Thanks, guys. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. We were just two kids on the corner of Highway 1 and 82. I'm Steve Azar. We are back inside a Mississippi we Minute with the fabulous Paula Tricky. I call her Tricky Hello. Tricky Tavi. 
and she's talking about Heartland in the Heartland. A Christmas, Christmas in the Heartlands. Heartland. I'm getting it right. You got to give me. You know, I'm I'm half sideways right now. I'm foggy. Uh, <laughs> so Paula, so how do yes. it came out recent? Well, recently Christmas, right? This past Christmas. It came out. Yeah, just a few months ago. Yeah, find it on Amazon, yep. iTunes. You can find it almost any on, on anywhere now. But one of the reasons why we did a Christmas movie, they'll always repeat every Christmas. It's a really really good investment and. You know, of course, we had a great tax incentive down there in mm-hmm. uh, in Oklahoma, thirty percent. If you did mu- music, they threw in another five percent, and it's a cash rebate. It's not right. just a tax incentive. I right, explain that so, to people real quick so they'll understand. You know, our state well, has done it for many years as well, and uh, so explain that to just a common listener that doesn't understand the word rebate and all that. Okay, well, let's say you know, like like we were, we were talking about um, Louisiana and Kentucky, and you know, and even back in the day. With Dallas, they were getting, you know, when I lived in Tulsa, I moved down to Dallas to start my career. But if you work in Arizona or L.A., there's no tax incentive. You pay a million dollars to film this show, that's what you spend. But if I go to Oklahoma, let's say I go to Atlanta, where I'm hoping, you know, to get everything going up pretty quick, they're going to give you 40% cash back. You put in 100000 you're getting 40000 back. Right. Right. Almost immediately, because you're using their people, their funds, their 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 transpo. You're you're shopping at Walmart. You're doing. I mean, you're you've got to right. bring in a whole crew to partake of the state, or you know, they're they're using right. all to, the means that they can. Yeah, you have to stay within state guidelines. You got to do W twos. You got to do all this stuff, and obviously, well, uh, of course, yes, right, yes. right, but right. I, I but I also incorporate in those states. So I even get a bigger tax incentive for, you awesome. know. But the bottom line is for investors, it. right? It's awesome because they know, oh, I'm going to yeah. invest a million bucks. I'm already getting four, uh, 400000 back. Like immediately. Yeah. And so, you know, it's and then they'll start getting the residuals and they're start going to get the more tax incentives back. And they get paid first. Pretty good incentive to start because you're going to get your money, half your money back. Okay, so about now half your money back. So now this yeah. movie is continuously comes out every year. You're, we're going to see it. And I love of Christmas course. movies. I'm a sucker for them. I mean, listen, we dive all the way in. And we obviously see you on other Christmas movies on Lifetime oh, yeah. and Hallmark. And we, we Hallmark, see you all the yeah. time. We see you all the time. Yeah. And we go, oh, wait, there's Paula. I hear her voice. I mean, last year I was... <laughs> We we had it running. We run it like thirty days straight, you know. And they're running all day because there's so many of them. But but I heard right. your voice and I was making coffee and I went in and said, "Yep, that's Tavi. There she is." <laughs> was it the Tory Spelling one at, uh, um, at Carol Christmas? It w- I think it was. I think it was. We I did that with William Shatner and Gary Coleman. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Gary Coleman, God bless his heart. I know he's passed, but mm-hmm. he was so he was such a germaphobe on this that he had to shoot a. Uh, a scene where he was on the lawn somewhere. It was downtown L.A. And he's like, I can't walk on the lawn. Dogs go on the lawn. So they had to, like, piggyback him Come onto on. this bench and piggyback him back out. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, at least yeah, it had been but, easy to piggyback. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, but, you know, then he was also a security guard at, you know, at one of the malls out here. I mean, you can't really... You know, that's you, just you, wild. You, don't, you can't be a germaphobe that way. No, no, no. There's so. no way. We're talking to the fabulous actress, producer, Paula Tricky. Paula, uh, talk yeah. to me about growing up. I want to get into the Pacific Blue, which was one of oh, uh, I love that show. you know the way we all got to see you for the first time on a massive scale, right? Uh, right but I want to right. go back before we talk sp- Pacific Blue or specific Blue. Sorry, I'm just. <laughs> well, but, I, gotta, I have a I have a story about that. I went on the set of VIP. My friend Molly was on that show. Mm-hmm. And so Pamela Anderson is on that show. She goes, oh, you're on Specific Blue, right? And I go, uh, no, it's actually Pacific Blue. She goes, oh, my God, 
don't tell anybody I said that. And I go, I'm telling everybody you said that, girl. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, I would never I do that. Going. And then it's like on the, yeah, it's on the wild. No, but it was, it was hysterical. We were laughing our heads off over it. So I love it. So okay. my childhood. Yeah. Let's talk about growing up. I know you had this incredible family life. Your dad, you always talk about your dad. Uh, yeah, my his, dad was my whole world. Yeah. The influence he had on you becoming like, you were Miss Oklahoma, correct? Right. I, but you know, I did all of that on my own. You know, I'm going to flash back to like when I was uh, when I was eight years old. My sister Carla was dying, and she was mm. in a in the hospital. And we had all our family in, and we knew it was, it was well. They knew we. I mean, we were kids. They didn't tell us that much, but they were at the hospital all day. And so I decided to start entertaining my aunts, my uncles, my you know my grandparents by putting on plays in the backyard. And so I'd write these plays, and my cousins and I would make costumes, and we would just do these slapstick kind of comic-y right. plays, and. My sister was, you know, I was Tony Orlando and my sister was Dawn. You know, oh, I, I love mean, it. We would throw on musicals and do all kinds of things. Built a little little stage in the backyard. And and cause we, because, you know, I wanted to cheer up. And I felt, you know, I felt like, you know, that kind of gave me, uh, it, that was kind of the catalyst of saying, I want to pursue entertaining and being a storyteller. I got to high school. I was bullied a lot. And, you know, I it was it was pretty tough for me, and I don't know why. I guess because I was friends with everybody, and the girls didn't like I was friends with their boyfriends because all my best friends are guys. So uh, I started doing pageants as kind of another way of getting permission that I had it to be on stage or I could do this. So I, I end up winning uh, Miss Green Country, Miss Tulsa, and then I go on to Miss Oklahoma. I win Miss Oklahoma, and then I go to the the finals, which is Miss USA. Um, right. And it's the first time I'm ever on a plane, Azar. I'm Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm on a plane. I'm like, I don't, what the heck? You know, I, yeah. I'm freaking out. I've never been on a plane. We go to Florida. I lose to Miss Ohio. Now, we were the O's, and we had to hang out together because we were the O's, and everybody puts you in alphabetical order. But I lost to Halle Berry. Did you and really lose to Halle, Halle Oh, Berry. my gosh. That's wild. You know, I walk in, I see Halle Berry, and I'm not a catty, jealous girl at all. I walk up to her, and I go, girl, you're going to win this. And she looks at me and she goes, I'm black. And I go, I saw your mom. She's white. You're, you're, you're a nice little mix. And what year are we talking, Paula? Like 18, 1985, 1885, 1985. No, okay. eight, that feels like it's 1885. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it was 1985. She kept saying, I'm not going to win this. I go, girl, you're going to win this. I mean, she was so beautiful, so regal, just a natural, gorgeous beauty. And she wanted to be a buyer for a department store. She didn't want to be in show business. But I guess that kind of gave her permission to start pursuing that. And she was entered into this pageant by her boyfriend, and he didn't tell her, and it was a surprise. She ended up winning it, the Miss Ohio. Right. And so I win this, and uh, I moved down to Dallas, and I start my career. So and, act, so this is this sort of a launching pad? You know what was the kind of the catalyst to move me to L.A.? Is I was living in Dallas, and I'm waiting tables at, you know, I was a cocktail waitress, you know, and this band comes in. And I don't know who they are. MTV just came out. Their album covers didn't have their pictures on it. It was some kind of, like, crazy, you know, star stuff or whatever. So this guy asked me out on a date, and he was older than me. And I said, sure. So I went on a date with him. I didn't ask him what he did for a living. We had a great time. He asked me out the next night. We had a great time. He asked me out the next night. I go, well, I'm filming um, something during the day. And he goes, well, we're going to go to a concert. And I go, okay, great. And so I, he said, I'll send a car for you, thinking he was going to send a driver. <laughs> well, cut to, I, I get out of the industrial, I'm at my apartment, and there's a limousine. And I'm like, is, wait, is that, is that for me? And so I knock on the guy's door, and I go, are you here for me, Paula Tricky? And he goes, yeah. And I go, give me a second, I'll go change. I came down, and 
I'm in the back of this limousine going, who does this guy know? <laughs> and so we're driving to the venue. We're going to the Cotton Bowl. And I, and I asked the driver, I go, driver, uh, who are we seeing? And he goes, Journey. And I go, Journey? Oh, my God, this guy knows people in Journey. That's my, one of my favorite bands. <laughs> and he's looking at me like, idiot. And so we pull backstage, and I go, backstage? And I'm freaking out. Yeah. And then Jonathan Kane from Journey comes out, and he's got his hair spiked, a long shirt, leggings on. I go, why are you dressed like that? <laughs> and he goes, I'm in the band Journey. I go, why didn't you tell me? He goes, you never asked. I love it. I go, it. oh. So I love it. I started, I started dating him. I was in Dallas, and he flew me around, and I became really good friends with Randy Jackson. And Jonathan would go out golfing. I wasn't golfing that point. You know Randy's and brother's Randy in my was, new band, you know, the Kingsman. Do you know that, Herman? Oh, really? Yeah, he's a drummer. Oh, wow. Randy's only the best bass player in the business. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is only the best. And so um, uh, we date for a while, and, you know, we're in Hawaii, and Randy is I'm on the beach with Randy and his wife Liz at the time, and uh, he's like, Tricky, if you're serious about... Hit, you know, being in business, you got to hit a coast. I mean, if you want to do, you know, plays, go to New York. You want to do film, go to L.A. And I said, I'm going to L.A. I sold everything I had, Azar. Within four weeks, I had my little Suzuki Samurai packed with a U-Haul on the back of it, hauling but to to uh, to L.A. All right, we're going to take. Set up a, we're going to we're going to we're going to keep talking about this because we're on a roll right now, and I love just jumping in like. And I want you to play DJ real quick because we're going into a break. Uh, Mississippi is the birthplace of it all, where the music began, where it was so many genres were created and, and so much popular music made because of its influence. You get to play DJ. You want to hear a little Faith Hill or Sam Cooke? Let's hear some Sam Cooke. That's my girl right there. We're talking to actress Paula Tricky. You're in the Mississippi Minute. Stand by. We'll be right back. Hey folks, if you're tired of being tired because your pillow isn't doing his job at night, give my buddy Chad and his team at OmniPillow a go. OmniPillow has a 100-day return policy, and listen to this. They will donate a pillow to someone in need every time you purchase one. Their goal is to give away 1 million pillows. It also comes with a stress cube that sells for 10 bucks. You'll thank me, I promise. Give yourself a much-deserved life's rest. Go to OmniPillow.com. Enter promo code Steve Azar. That's OmniPillow.com, promo code Steve Azar, and you'll receive 20% off with free shipping. If you ask me, there's no better pillow on the planet. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. When I was 16, I knew everything. I'm Steve Azar. We're back. On the downside of a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, because you know that's how we roll down here. Hey, Paula, uh, keep cu- yeah, talking. So Paula's talking about, uh, we left, and uh, and she's talking about the move to L.A. Uh, Randy Jackson yeah. uh, has told her, you got to hit one of the coasts, and boom, there she is, and she sold everything, she packed up, and she moved to Beverly. Now, so, so what, <laughs> so tell me about that move and how fast it took to start landing some serious roles, and when did Pacific Blue happen? All that. Well, I'm, 
I moved out here and I, you know, I basically, I had a place to stay, but I missed it by a day. It was a rent control. So I drove around, drove around, found a place. Then I just started getting in my car and learning L.A. Then I started knocking on doors and submitting myself. And I found an agent that started to believe in me and uh, got my SAG card and started working. I, I was waiting tables and I started working so much that they were asking me to quit because I, I was never there. I was, you know, I had recurring on Renegade, I had recurring on on uh, 90210, you know, recurring all right, first on all the shows. First, so, very first role. Tell me oh which my one. God, can my you remember? Was, you got to remember. Yeah. I, God, Delta Burke was in it. It's first in 10. Years ago, I think it was one of the first series for, for cable for HBO or something like that. Did you get sick before? It, or you took it, you came in blazing. Did you get, no, like, you know, nervous, blazing. nervous sick? I mean, you go to that point. I mean, I still do this to today. I mean, uh, I, I get nervous the first day where I don't sleep at night because I'm excited, nervous. I'm happy, happy, nervous. But, you know, by far, you know, Pacific Blue was the biggest thing that I landed. And it was so much fun, Azar. I mean, I got to play cops and robbers on my bike at the beach in comfortable shoes. In a handful of years, right? That show ran a while. We, yeah, we did 101 shows. I was the only one to do all 101 shows. Wow. And, um, yeah, yeah, I outlasted everybody. And I wanted the pride in knowing I'm doing every episode because I felt like it was my show. Because yeah. I, I mean, I love my crew. I love going to work every day. I would throw parties for my crew twice a year. I, I'm a crew person. It was, it was a lot of fun. We started a lot of careers. James Franco's first gig, Michael Pena. Our boy Michael. We have uh, Andy Buckley was on my show. Yeah. And, I mean, we, we started a lot of careers. Every time we started a show, I'm like, Kevin Ram was on my show. I said, so I go, hey, I'm Paul. Let's have a great show. Let's have a good time. We would always have so much. I made the best friends of, for life from there. You know, I'm still member. I'm still friends with the members of our of our crew. It's good. I'm I'm going to help uh, Mario Lopez throw a tournament here in the in the next few weeks. I'm the glue. They call me Sticky Tricky because I are. bring people together. Uh, let's uh, let's jump. I, I still want to talk a little bit more about uh, okay. So once you get to 100, you're like in syndication, right? 100 shows. We're in syndication. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, uh, when you, we got to 101, I I knew I knew we were going to be canceled after that because they were they were making a lot of changes at uh, at USA Network. They were changing the head and whatever. So the last season of the show, I got pregnant. So they wrote in <laughs> the pregnancy of my daughter into the show, which is wow. great. And there's talk now that they might bring Pacific Blue back. It would be myself and Darlene Vogel, who was Chris Kelly on the show. Right. And I'd be the lieutenant, and we would hire some girl. They, they keep talking about bringing it back, which I wish they'd hurry up and do it before I'm going to be on a tricycle instead of a bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> or wheelchair. We'll push, we'll push so. you around. All right. We got you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they, they keep saying they're going to bring it back. And then some of the most fun I've had are doing the Lifetime movies. And I've got such a, a great reputation over at Lifetime that they just offer, these, offer me these movies up. But one of my favorite ones uh, was called Past Tense. And it was, I did the very first movie for LMN Network when they, when they launched Lifetime Movie Network. I was the very first one in that in that movie, and I was a replacement. Gabrielle Carteris was was in the role, and an actor, an over actor, tweaked her neck and gave her Bell's palsy. And they called me in two weeks into filming, and we shot reshot everything. But it was one of the most fun movies I've ever done. It was it's all about past life regression and right. my daughter seeing you know visions of a past life, and we serve we solved this mystery. But it's based on a true story. I love it. So, the very I, first I one. A girl in India, yeah, a girl in India knew that this guy had 
murdered her in a, in a past life. She knew where she was buried. She knew who murdered her. And the guy finally broke and confessed, and they found the body, and this little girl knew exactly where everything was. So it was based on that. It was based on a true story. So, it, you know, it was, it's a, it was a thriller. And, even, and, and when I see it now, I get scared because I forget what's going to happen. I'm like, and I scream. It's so funny. But Right. But, um, you know, but you yeah, talk about Pacific. Really you, so you were already doing all these. Uh, you had these roles, these smaller roles. And I love it because when somebody starts to break, you, you talked about uh, Andy and and Frank, Franco and and, and and Pena and all that. You finally start getting those roles where it's so substantial. And then people go back and go and they see you, <laughs> you know, they they know your right. face. You're the one that they know the face. And then all of a sudden you're in the spotlight. And it's right. amazing when it just that switch flips. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like you've gone from being an indie artist in like this region, or everybody sort of sees you, or they're talking about you. There's a groundswell musically, and all of a sudden, boom, you're REM. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so right, exactly. Okay, real quick, I want to ask you about staying in shape on Pacific Blue. I, like you're going to stay in shape anyway. It's the way you've always been. But but uh, was there a certain uh, criteria? As far as your role, especially back then, man, when people were, you know, you, you're, you're a woman and uh, wasn't always treated probably the best back then. Or were you treated like a goddess? I mean, you know, well, compared to what depend. we're dealing with today well, and, and the reality well, of what, what we know dealing, now, you know. Well, you know, I'm, I was always, you know, a buster back then anyway, you know, because, you know, I, I, I used to work out all the time at, at World Gym, I'd, you know, work out with, you know, the Laker guys and Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and Sugar Ray would be there in the morning. And I was always lifting and working out. And, and, uh, <clears throat> I kind of kept that going when I got into Pacific, when I got onto Pacific Blue, I mean, we had 14 hours a day on a bike going uphill and you want to throw up and throw the bike in the trash. Right. And, I mean, you, you got to stay up with, you know, second unit stunts. And I loved fighting and they knew that I was going to be the fighter. You know, I was going to be the scrapper. And, um, so I was taking fighting classes and, but when I had downtime, I was in my trailer doing thousands of sit-ups, thousands. I would have put a 10-pound weight between my, my feet and do leg raises. And, and, you know, I would sit there and just work out, and then I, I would have weights in there and work out on my arms, whatever. I was in amazing shape. This, this is my office. You know, right. my body is my office. That's what people are going to see. And they're not going to buy it if I'm, you know, flat, fat and sloppy and don't know if I know how to handle a gun, don't know if I can actually fight. And I even did a swing dance episode with Mario Lopez, and I was the only one that knew how to swing dance and dance. I can't Pardon? swing dance. I can't swing dance. And when Gwen and I try to do the push, she she pushes so hard, I just I get so frustrated. She's, so, she's like, well, she's trying to lead. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. happen. I'm always the leader, but Mario fought back and he got to lead. That yeah. we choreographed it. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Now I think Mario's but, doing uh, a deal with with uh, our girl Kim Alexis, and aren't they doing a? Uh, they're doing a show together. They did something together. Yeah, they're I, doing I it right it on now. Instagram. That's on A and E. Yeah, so I think that that I, there you go. It I just, just keeps... saw Kimmy just uh, last week in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, for she's the Patriot great. Cup. Uh, hey, Paula, talk about your dad. I mean, you talk about him so much. That I don't think you know you're talking about him, and I just love this father-daughter relationship that you guys had and uh oh, just man, tell me about an influence growing right up that's all right you can cry on the show it's all right you'll be okay. the first but that's okay i mean i mean he's made me a better actor i can tell you that because i can cry on cue because all i have to do is think about it wow. but yeah i had the best dad i mean we were so poor growing up i mean we i mean my dad made two hundred dollars a week my sister died and we had to pay medical bills and whatever mm. we moved from amarillo to tulsa when i was five so my dad could build a church there, and we stayed. Wow. And so, you know, we were members of a Garnet Road Church of Christ, not there anymore. But um, 
but I was I was like the I was the third of three babe of three girls, and so I was his little tomboy. So he taught me how to build and fix everything, and my mom taught me how to sew and make things like that. And and my dad was my soccer coach. He was he was my cheerleader, and he, I gotta tell you though, we had some trouble when. I decided I was going to move out and be a movie star. And he was like, oh, no, oh, no, not my baby. No. Yeah. And I said, Daddy, I got to go. I got to do this. And he was he was, he was, was a little disappointed. And he's, stay here, get married, have kids. And I'm like, no, I got to fly. You, you don't know, understand. I got to have these wings. I got to do this. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I got on Pacific Blue, of course, he goes, I always knew you were going to make it. I'm like, Harold Tricky, shame on you. <laughs> I love it. You gave me grief for leaving. He passed how long ago? Wasn't long. He passed uh, June fourteenth, two thousand ten. Two thousand. Well, it has been a little while. I mean, I can't time it. In my by. arms. And he in your arms. In my arms. Oh man. He waited for me. He had, a, he had a heart attack out in Owasso. It was the hottest day of summer. He's out there mowing the lawn, and um, he comes in, and my stepmother says, uh, "Harold, you know, cool off. You're going to kill yourself out there." And she goes in the other room, and he goes, "I feel all twisted inside," and he hits the floor. He has a heart attack, and she calls. It's nine one one there. I get to uh, to Tulsa as fast as I could and run upstairs. I see girls there that I've known since I was a five, and he was our coach. And I, you know, I knew that he was he was already gone almost. Yeah. I mean, his heart was still beating, and I put my arms around him, and he was waiting for me. Yeah, he was. And he died in my arms. And so he gave me the biggest gift of life. And even though it, it sucks about how he how you know this, he was young. He was sixty eight. Oh yeah. But that's young. He brought me into this world, and I got to hold him out of this world. Yeah. And it was a beautiful cycle of life. Yeah. And yeah. he was surrounded by all his girls, everybody that loved him. We're talking and, to Paula Tricky, and that is just amazing. Yeah. You know, I hold on to our dad, mom. <clears throat> I've been blessed, knock on all the wood in the world, to have them <clears throat> around a long time, and they're still going and and uh, probably floating in the pool right now. Uh, and <laughs> that's what they do. I go back there, and they're floating. They just float. I don't pond. think they get out of there. I don't swear. I swear they're like, got, there's got to be some sort of chlorine uh, alert going on. You're in the Mississippi Minute. Stand by. We'll be right back. She just rolls. Yeah, she flung the dice and bet it all. Check, check, one. Where's all my volume? In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. We're back inside a Mississippi Minute with fabulous Paula Tricky. Real quick, I want to jump to the greatest music video you ever participated in and danced was called what? The Moolah Moo. The Moolah Moo. The Moolah Moo. Uh, you know, this guy, this new up-and-coming artist, name is uh, Steve Azar. <laughs> Woo, that Me was fun, and, uh, wasn't it? You and GV, Gary Oh, my Valentine. God. That was the most fun I've ever had in a music video. I mean, it was, oh, we, how much, you I mean. You were sick. You were sweating. Oh, I was sweating. I'm sweating now. I mean, I'm sweating because it's hot here in Mississippi, and that's all right, though. I dig it because it feels like air conditioning when you get that 100 degree and all that humidity, and you walk outside, you get a breeze, and you just, you feel air conditioned. Well, well, here's the deal. We, you, me, and GV, we leave the BMW, had the best time. Yep. We drive all the way to Franklin. You don't have a script. Nothing. You, you, know, you don't know what you're shooting. You have a director, but we're on the fly on the seat of our pants. 
So you go, let's not go out to dinner. We're going to cook dinner. You, you cook a great, amazing, you cook anyway. You, take, you cook amazing. You guys write the Moolah Moo, the, the whole video, and make up the song, and make up, I mean, well, make you up were the with dance us, and then the GB song. made the dance. <laughs> he just talked, Gary Valentine, for people who are talking GB, uh, he starts oh, walking and doing so the dance. Funny. I'd been asking him for a month to create the dance, and he just, you know, finally it cooked inside, and he just, like, no big deal. And so people that haven't seen it, you got to check out the Moolah Moo video, and Paula and GB star in it, and I'm like a sidekick, even though it's my song. Hey, Paula, I can move mm-hmm. away from that. Now, let's talk about uh, your, I, I love the fact, this is how we met. Uh, at charity events Uh, like I said the Murray Brothers was the first time it was the back end of it but uh, you were you were so big into so many charity events but St. Jude is huge to you obviously it's in our backyard Uh, right okay where did all the where did all this come from and you're just it's so embedded in your soul and and, and it just matters so talk to me about that I think I met you in 2007 or 2008 and I was throwing a St. Jude tournament well my my ex husband works for Howie Mandel, and so right. he uh, was working on Deal or No Deal at the time. I, I actually had Meghan Markle at my event because I had all the Deal or No Deal girls dressed up, and they all had to wear you know Adidas and you know whatever. And and so I, I approached the producers and I of uh, Deal or No Deal, and I said, "Listen, I want to throw a golf tournament for y'all." And they said, "Okay." And I go, "But you have to give me a charity because it's not going to go back to you guys. Obviously, it's got to go to a charity." And they said. St. Jude, and I said, well, this is not going to be a small golf tournament now. This is not going to be a house event. This is going to be a huge event. And so I started doing my homework on St. Jude, and it's near and dear to my heart because had we known about St. Jude, we might have been able to save my sister, you know, because her heart ended up exploding, and that's what what killed her is a form of an autoimmune disease. So, I I mean, I did all my homework. I was down at the corporate office all the time, and I was figuring it all out, and just I just fell in love with it. And um, so I raised my first... God, I think my, my, I raised a half a million dollars mm-hmm. my first time throwing a tournament, not knowing what the heck I was doing. And I got sponsors just giving me money. Like, right. here's 10 grand. You're very good at grand. that, here's by the this. way. You are very good. It's yeah. hard to tell you no. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. but, but oh, especially, I network. You, you, well, you network, but you come up, you're compassionate about that. And when you're, when you're all in, you're all in. So, no is oh, going to yeah. be a hard word to, to tell you. I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. I get, yeah. I get very passionate about something. Yeah. And, yeah. So I had all the deal or no deal girls. I had like Joe Montana, Dennis Haysbert, I had Sorbo. I mean, all our friends that you know. I mean, it's just, but I had 50 something celebrities. Robert Hayes, I had um, Jonathan Banks from Breaking Bad. I, you know, and he's one of my best friends. If I ever get married, he said he'd give me away. He's going to take my dad's spot. He's going to give me away. And then Robert Hayes will probably be my maid of honor, and Patrick Warburton will probably officiate. They're all safe <laughs> right now because I'm not even close to getting married or I have a boyfriend. It. I love it. So, anyway. So we raise it. We yeah, raise a lot get, of money. You have to get my get, approval. So anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, well, of yeah. course, yeah. But I, that's what started the St. Jude train for me. And then, you know, our friend uh, Clark Rainey throws the Warburton, the Patrick Warburton. And he started throwing that um, a few years after I threw that tournament. And then our friend Scotty Medlock with Robbie Krieger from The Doors. Right. Um, they started throwing, you know, they started throwing their own for St. Jude. So we're all... You know, we all join in and we all, you know, I had an opportunity this last year to go to Memphis and and see the facility. And I was busy with a lot of work here and I couldn't go. But now that I'm moving to Atlanta, I'm going to be up there. They're not going to be able to get rid of me. Yeah, let me tell you what. Let me say, so you'll know, when I was a kid, uh, they used my song, uh, that one of my first songs ever written. Uh, back in the telethon days, and I and and so I got to perform it live when I was like thirteen or fourteen. I can't remember, and, and I got to, I got to meet Danny, 
uh, Thomas and, oh. and oh no, it was wonderful. And my brother Freddie, you know, Doctor Fred is the is on the board of St. Jude now. So we are uh, oh, we're yeah. all in. I mean, we've always been all in because they they were a big part of, of my sister growing up and. Uh, and she's been blessed. Uh, she was blessed by their their loving hands. So St. Jude's always been very important to, to the Azar family. I can promise you that. And uh, right. it's, you know, and being the Lebanese yeah. Catholic and Danny being the Lebanese Catholic. And, you know, it's funny. My right, dad right. used to go, I want you to change your name to Steve Thomas because and my middle name's Thomas. And he goes, oh, because, yeah, because it goes, uh, that's what Danny Thomas did, because, you know, to make it more universal, I said, man, I like Azar. <laughs> I'm sticking yeah. to who I am. So, well, Paula, listen, yeah. listen, I love I you so much. I changed my last name. What, to what? I, I don't know. And thank God I didn't, because I was thinking of Daniels, and now there's Stormy Daniels. Thank God I didn't do it. Oh, my God. But my dad been... was like, Paula Sue, you are not changing your name. You're a tricky I love well. Tricky's cool. It sounds like you did change your name to Tricky. I can't thank you enough. Blessings on your on your move. You'll be there with my sister Evelyn, so she'll take good care of you. Have Steve Lunquist. They're all there, man. The group's there, and uh, and you're going to be in good That's hands. Fantastic. Yeah, you're in good hands. You got family there already, and uh, I'll see you sooner than later. Uh, I appreciate you joining me on in a Mississippi minute. Uh, I appreciate it. I, I love you, girl. Mississippi minute. There you go. Dang it. You can take your sweet time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girl, I, you be, be safe, and I'll talk to you soon, my sister. All right, I love you, brother. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.